This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I realized the other day. That we just, like, don't have good podcast etiquette Mm -hmm. in this one way. Otherwise, we're phenomenal. (laughs) Um, No, but I was listening to a podcast, and they introduce themselves at the start of, like, every episode. Every week? That that was what I was listening, and I was like, oh, we just assume people know (laughs) our voices. Yeah, I just assume people aren't just going to randomly be like, I want to listen to Crescent City chapter 63. Like, <laughs> like you should know who we are. I guess we do it in our intro. Like the, the do, 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 do. Yeah, I guess so. But we right? can, I mean, we can start. Welcome to her. I'm not, no, we do it in our intro. Yeah. So we're fine. But I just had a moment where I was like, oh, we don't introduce ourselves anymore. We've gotten to the level where we just we assume, assume. <laughs> people know who we are. I mean, this I, is what fame has done got into oh. our heads oh you've made me famous <laughs> um what have you been up to are you reading anything fun right now did you finish the lady of darkness series? i did i finished lady of darkness series how was it <laughs> oh bummer i don't know i think the last book was my least favorite of the five that's unfortunate yes yeah and then let's see what else did i read i started um the you're doing tr- so good you're reading so much I'm just want to so throw good. that out there <laughs> <laughs> i know i don't know why i feel like i've been flying ever since I got my Kindle I just I read through books so much faster because I think it's like always with me so it's like you know if I have five ten minutes just sitting there somewhere yeah just like oh let me just like read a couple pages yeah so I love it I love it so much um but I read the trial of the sun queen it's the artifacts of Uranus series okay um so there's two books out now the third one comes out I think in 2024 um because the second one just came out this year um they were like solid three stars enjoyable um yeah so i just finished the second book of those nice Mm -hmm. what about you anything no my work was so crazy Mm -hmm. for so long that like reading has taken i've like i have like three books in my mind right now i'm still reading the hunger of the gods i'm still reading ledge Mm -hmm. that's like my digital copy and then my you know in my hands copy book yeah and then um I really like, I'm like, oh God, I have to add the new Emily Henry book to my TBR I know. list now. That is on my TBR for sure. Oh, it just keeps growing. Yeah. I need to read more. It's coming. I'm like, work's finally slowed down. So I'm like, I get to mm-hmm. finally read again. And then I have book club this upcoming week and I have to read that book. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called Our Wives Under the Sea. Okay. I do not remember what it's about at all. <laughs> I just remember that was the title. So I have like three in flight that hopefully I will finish one day. <laughs> yes. That's okay. I read two pages of Atlas Shrugged yesterday and I was like, <laughs> we're still reading that. I think I'm going to bed now. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why I cannot get through this book, but I'm so, I'm so impressed that you are like still chugging. I it's, I, it's such an interesting book and like, it's so relevant to like a lot of stuff going on in society today. Like it's so interesting. And yet I have no idea why I cannot like, <laughs> like power through this book i don't know i really have not figured it out yeah so i i keep seeing these memes and i think it's so true um they said to not i think we might have talked about this before but the memes have resurfaced so Mm -hmm. it's top of my brain um they said don't look at like buying books like Mm -hmm. a tbr list yeah look at it like you're collecting wine Mm -hmm. and it's a bottle to be opened (laughs) at the right moment it's not and a not, bad way to look. Like, it's not like 
Like I buy books Mm -hmm. and I might not read it for a year, but maybe I wasn't meant to read it that year. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm filling the wine cellar. (laughs) And then when the moment comes and it's like, that's the book for now. Mm -hmm. That's the book I'll read then. But I'm already like 200 pages out of like a thousand. I think what I'm trying to do is encourage you that like maybe. (laughs) I know. Maybe maybe that's why it's been so hard is you're trying to force it. Yeah. But it's like this bottle's like, I'm not for right now. I appreciate that. I don't know. Just food for thought. It is. That's good. But I'm very impressed that you are still chugging along on that. I'm still trying. Yeah. I will say though, I, you know, I read like two pages and then I was like, I'm going to bed. And then I got upstairs and I was like, I really want to read something. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what I pulled out? I pulled out Akatar. Of course you did. I did. (laughs) I started at the beginning and I was like, God, I don't even remember chapter one and two. Like I only made it two chapters and I was like, okay, bedtime now. But (laughs) I love that though. On a funny note, Mm -hmm. life hack. Yes. Um, I mentioned I've been terrible about reading mm-hmm. that hunger of the gods book is technically a library book. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a digital one and I, I downloaded it to my Kindle. I'm only like 20% of the way through. Yeah. And it was due. Mm-hmm. But the hack that I heard is if you put your Kindle on airplane mode, mm-hmm. they can't take it back. What? Because it needs that digital connection <gasps> That's to search the book. So, <laughs> She's stealing from the library. <laughs> I know it's a digital copy. They can send it to someone else. But um, so I put my Kindle on airplane, <laughs> so I can just finish <laughs> reading it before it like officially gets sucked away. Gets sucked away. I haven't checked though to see if it like is marking it as late because mm-hmm. it's realized I've done this hack. But usually they just take it away from you. Right. And you don't get any say in it whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll pay the late fee. Just yeah. let me finish this book. So that's that's so funny. That's I love what that. I've done. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> but pro tip. Yes. Good I don't want know. the library coming after me. So mm-hmm. if you do it, I'm not liable. But <laughs> for whatever money you owe. <laughs> but anywho. I just, I saw that on Twitter, not Twitter, sorry, TikTok at some point. And I was like, let's give this a try. And it worked. Amazing. So for now, mm-hmm. it's still there. Good. <laughs> Anywho. Um, okay. Shall we? Um, well, I was just going to say thank you to everybody who supported us for our most recent Etsy launch. Yes. You guys are absolutely incredible. We hope you love all the merch. Yes. Um, and as we said, I know we said six-ish. I think it's more like eight-ish. Yeah. It's, it's turning fine. out to be every we're like two-ish guys. <laughs> we have a lot going on. Yes. We're trying to do all the projects, all the great things for you guys, yes. for ourselves, for our families. So. We're, this is our side gig. It's, <laughs> it's fine. Yes. We don't think any of you are angry with us, no. but we just wanted to say that. Um, but thank you. Seriously. Yes. Um, and then also mm-hmm. this week... We have a special mini-sode. Yes. We are interviewing Rebecca Yaros, mm-hmm. who wrote Fourth Wing, Yep, which is one of our favorite books of this year. Yes. I don't is. know if I'm speaking for... No, you're speaking yeah. for both of us. It okay. was epic. It was five-star, <laughs> dragons, fantasy, all the amazingness. Yes. We loved. Amazing. So, A, read that book. Yes. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, but B, go listen to that interview on Thursday. It's going to be so much fun. Light potential spoilers yeah i feel like we kept it very but we tried to keep it high level yeah high level low spoiler yeah so but we hope you guys enjoy that and we hope to keep doing those kinds of minisodes right. for you guys and speaking of we will be doing a giveaway <gasps> giveaway that's right yes. so similar to what we did with dawn of onyx and kate golden we're going to be giving away two copies of fourth wing yes so we're going to put posts on instagram you're just gonna have to follow like blah 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 all the things yes um so keep your eyes peeled for that next week yes mm-hmm. so yeah so just be excited everybody loves a free book so who doesn't yes um, and it's so worth it. So worth it. Oh my god! If you don't win, please just go buy it because it's so worth it's it. So worth it. I like. I want to go buy like a pretty hardcover version of it. I enjoyed that book so much. I know. Me too. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so I know I thanked everybody for our launch last week, but we have something extra special this week. So mm-hmm. going alongside our interview and giveaway, we decided that we wanted to do a special like promo launch i don't really know what you call it um 
but something that is fourth wing themed. So yes. we thought it'd be super cool to do like a little launch tailored to fourth wing. Yes. So, so like a little like sub Etsy launch coming mm-hmm. at you this week. Right. Just, just for this book. Just nothing else. Just a fun else. little extra thing. Yes. Go so. check it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And final announcement. Yep. <laughs> Q&A mm-hmm. is this upcoming weekend. Yes. So this is something that we we will pull from for like minisodes in the future, but in its entirety and live is for our patrons who are at the Faye and Fam levels. Yes. So if you head to our Patreon and you join at one of those levels, you get to partake in a live Q&A. And so we kind of gather some questions ahead of time, but we, we have a live chat feature and we'll answer questions as they come up, we kind of engage with you more there and talk to you there. So if you want to participate in that, mm-hmm. that's this weekend. Yes. And for those who are already our patrons, it's this weekend. So, so we'll see you then. <laughs> hopefully that's not news to you. Hopefully you've seen some of those announcements, but we're so looking forward to it. Yes. Um, okay. Shall we? Let's dive in. Finally. Okay. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> week, we are doing chapters two through six. And we're calling this episode Betrothed, um, starting with chapter two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Rune hosts a party and Hunt gets an email with interesting news. What did you I, notice? I love that Bryce is now like truly happy with all of her friendships with like yeah. Flynn and Juniper and Rune and Declan, like and Fury, all the people. Things feel kind of perfect. It makes me so happy. But yeah, yeah. it's like... I'm also like, mm. when's the shoe dropping? Like, <laughs> exactly. It's it can never be this perfect. Nope. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So they're heading to a party. They just went to Juniper's, you know, opening mm-hmm. night, um, meeting Fury and Juniper at Rune's house for this big party, and Hunt looks incredible. Yes. I just have to call it out. I love She's it. She's like talking about how he looks, and I'm just like. Mm? Mm-hmm. So he's in that like backwards uh, baseball cap, the like black tank, the like glow light around his neck. I just, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm here for it. I'm so here, here for, for it. Here for every moment of this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get to the party and Rune and his bros are having a wonderful game of beer pong. Mm-hmm. And I just love this crossover yes. of like beer pong and fantasy world i just i have to call it i love it so much i don't know about you but i do it's enjoyable and i love how comfortable bryce is like she's just like embraced rune as her brother yeah she's like i'm gonna go find rune and his friends yeah she loves him i love it so nice and they're all like they're talking like they see each other regularly like they hang out regularly Mm -hmm. like they are integrated yes so much more so now it's so good yes um, I thought this was like the sweetest thing ever when Bryce is like thinking about Juniper's performance. Oh my god! I was just like, is that she had chills along her entire body while her friend had danced and tears in her eyes when Juniper had received a standing ovation after finishing. Bryce had never heard the CCB so full of cheering and from Juniper's flushed, joyous face as she'd bowed, Bryce knew her friend realized it too. A promotion to principal was sure to come any day now. And it just like it makes me so happy that her and June have like truly rekindled and she's yeah. just like joyous for her friend. Like yeah. I know in real life, like especially girlfriends, yeah. you can like you can be happy for your friend, but you're like jealous at the same time, almost yeah. like mad that they're doing well. Mm-hmm. And this was just like a true friendship of like joyfulness and so happy yeah. for the other person doing well. Yeah. It just well, like made me happy. Also I, real quick, yes. soapbox. You know why <laughs> I think people are like, why women are like that though, is I, what I think happens is there are so many, I had to like close my book guys. This is focus moment. So, so many of these like stupid teen shows that we love, mm-hmm. but that engross us mm-hmm. at such an impressionable age yes. are infiltrated with these catty female relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think young girls see that and they take it yeah. into their real life. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. Yeah. Because when when a TV show has just like women that support each other, mm-hmm. that are like actually there for each other, or books that do something similar, mm-hmm. I'm like, why was this not a thing when I was 
12, 13 years old. Yeah. Because I think that if media showed that mm-hmm. at that age, we'd have more like actual situations of that. Like, I think we're so impressionable at that age yeah. and it carries on into adulthood and it leads to such shitty relationships and it makes me so sad. And so the more, because I think in our heart of hearts, mm-hmm. we want to love and support each other. Yes. But there's like this weird mind thing that yeah. was like, oh, someone else has something. I should be jealous of them. Right. It's such a weird And like, you have concept. to like battle that. I catch myself doing that all the time. I'm mm-hmm. like, why am I upset that they're having a good time or that they right. have this, like, there's no reason. No, I should just be joyful. About I should it. just be joyful. And I literally think it goes to this like conditioning mm-hmm. from media yeah. when I was like 13 years old, that this is how you interact. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's, it's crazy to me. It really you is. You know what I mean? I do. I'd like, it totally makes sense when you say that. Yeah. I feel like I've had to do so much like mental work to like break mm-hmm. that conditioning. Yeah. That I shouldn't have been there in the first place mm-hmm. if it wasn't for a stupid teen media that was like <laughs> destroying us from the inside out. Anyway, sorry. That's there my soapbox. Go. That was your free therapy session, I, everyone. Everybody. Mm-hmm. If you are jealous of your girlfriends, blame teen media. <laughs> Do the work. Do better. The end. Ugh. I, I just, I love seeing these kinds of things. Yeah. That's the moral of the story. Because mm-hmm. I think... In the reconditioning of our minds, if we are exposing ourselves to media mm-hmm. that doesn't have catty women, yep, we'll do better. We will. Anywho, okay, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they're at the party, mm-hmm. and we enter girl talk mode. Yes, because okay, wait. First off, Hunt went over and was just like hanging out with her friends, which there's just something. It's so comforting. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I love it. But he goes to get a drink, and we get into girl talk, and I'm dying mm-hmm. over this what did you notice um well fury and juniper seem like so good together yeah. which like i'm so happy for them um because they kind of like snuck that in at the last right the last i was like wait what <laughs> but so now they are definitely like official like yep. they just moved in together um so things are going like really well for them yep um but i love like they're trying to figure out why the heck bryce and hunt are not hooking up <laughs> right. And I'm like, I think we're all on the same page here because we're trying to figure that out too. Yep. Well, and then she's like, she's like, break our bargain before winter solstice. He'd never let me live it down. And it's like, so what? Who cares? No cares? Like nobody would ever bring that up after the fact if you both broke the bargain. Like literally, nobody would bring that up. <laughs> like I promise you, after you bang him, mm-hmm. he's not gonna be like, ha ha, I broke you. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have a lot of other things on his mind, Bryce. Yes. So, anywho. They're all kind of hanging out, but then Bryce and Hunt kind of step away from everybody, and they're kind of just on their own talking, mm-hmm. and Bryce is asking him, like, if he likes being at these kind of parties, Um, and you can just kind of tell, like, she's asking it because she's kind of thinking it. It's like she yeah. feels really guilty. Um, Just the fact that she's living and enjoying while, you know, so many people died during that attack, and it's like you can't feel guilty guilty for that Bryce like you literally saved as many people as you could right you barely survived yeah um so I don't know it just made me sad she's like I guess I just sometimes I catch myself enjoying a moment and worry I'm enjoying it too much you know like something could come along and ruin all of this if I let myself have too much fun or get too accustomed to feeling happy and I'm just like that's like such a sad outlook like really you is. shouldn't be afraid to live like I understand like the hysteria put you know limitations on like what you should do but like being public and like just being happy are two different things yeah agreed so um also in these moments we get a little bit of like hunt's perspective Mm -hmm. that's something that's cool about this book is we get the perspective of quite a few yeah different characters Mm -hmm. um very seamlessly yeah like integrated but i just want to call it something that i just thought was so freaking sweet he's like watching Bryce Mm -hmm. looking at her and he goes his fierce strong beautiful Bryce I just love that I love that we start with fierce and then move to strong Mm -hmm. and then beautiful and it's his I just I just had to call that out I know that's a beautiful beautiful phrase but yeah she's Bryce is clearly having a little bit of like PTSD Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's interesting that Hunt has like really fallen Mm -hmm. into line 
if yeah. you will, mm-hmm. um, with what the Asteri have said. Because I feel like this is like a 180 right. from Old Hunt, mm-hmm. which this is what we were asking for. Right. We were like, we want a hunt who puts Bryce and their relationship and their future first. Right. Not this like hatred mm-hmm. for the Asteri and all of that. But it's weird. It feels like... It feels like he can't be himself. Like he's trying to be free, trying to be himself, but he's so overly aware of every single thing that they do. I feel like he's terrified. Yeah, for sure. Well, he, I mean, he's free, but he's not really free because you know, they're watching him. Right. So it's not the freedom that he was hoping for. No. Um, let's see. So he gets an email. Yeah. From Isaiah saying the Asteri have picked the Archangels to replace Sandriel and Micah. Yeah. Um, so the one that's going to replace Sandriel is named Ephraim. Is that how you say his name? Ephraim? I said Ephraim. Ephraim. Um, and apparently he's decent enough from like what they know. But the one that's replacing Micah is named Celestina. Mm-hmm. And she currently runs like a super small area with a legion that's literally run by the Asteri. So Hunt basically thinks she's a figurehead. Because it's like, why would somebody... From that small of a district that has like an Asteri led army be put in charge of Lunathian, like the biggest district. Right. Just doesn't make sense. It doesn't doesn't bode well. No. But she's gonna be coming into town tomorrow evening. Mm Mm-hmm. And in theory, she's Hunt's new boss. Yeah. But twist, (laughs) he's free. Yeah. So he doesn't have to yeah Bryce is like if you don't like it you can leave you don't have to stay with the 33rd like that's just it's a job now it's not like a life sentence yeah so I think it's just probably a weird perspective for him too like he's never used to having the choice yeah so just interesting we'll see mm-hmm. um okay so hunt is free mm-hmm. I think it's really sweet that um Bryce is kind of like protecting him yeah for a change because mm-hmm. she's just kind of like you know if anybody messes with you like i've got you and it's like funny to see again how they've kind of switched yeah. roles in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um how she just has a little bit more power and a little bit more position at yes. this point um and you know she's you know the magically powerful and super special uh starborn princess mm-hmm. so <laughs> gotta keep that in mind no one's gonna mess with her no um let's see so we kind of learned that bryce has been meeting once a week with rune to work on exploring her starborn power and i was just like yes like you were saying like they have reconnected like they are officially like in sync now yes um so hunt is kind of talking over this celestina appointment with juniper and fury and everyone's just kind of like kind of an agreement that like she's probably a puppet Mm -hmm. but who knows yeah so they're kind of deciding like you know until we have that meeting like we're gonna go go in with an open mind mm-hmm. and see what happens which yeah it's fair mm-hmm. and it's like because fury actually steps up and says something which is like so rare everybody's like oh my gosh yeah fury's talking <laughs> giving away information yep she says like the war is getting worse in pangera valbara is a key territory full of vital resources appointing someone who all reports claim is nice seems idiotic so like yeah it's not promising it's not but um, but I love the way this chapter ends. Bryce goes, don't go in there playing scary, ha- scary asshole. Maybe try for an approachable asshole vibe. <laughs> and I'm just the dynamic of these two, especially as we go through these chapters. Mm-hmm. I'm like the way that they like talk off of each other. Yes. It's just it's killing me. It's so like, good. You are disgustingly cute. <clears throat> like, please stop. It's so good, though. But don't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. All right. That's chapter two. Anything else? No. Right. Chapter three. Okay. Rune's good time is interrupted by an intruder. <laughs> For some reason, I absolutely love the way this chapter was written. Like, it's not for some reason. It is just literally. It's the such a good chapter. It's so freaking good. It's like listing out the three things. He's like, I for sure know these are true. And then the way the chapter ends, like, I for sure know these, like, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. I'm just like, I don't know why. Like, she's never written a chapter like this before. But I just yeah laughed so much because it's such a rune way to think. Yep. That she just really captured it. And I really appreciated it. Again, I love how we are like seamlessly getting all of these different perspectives in Mm -hmm. this book 
Um, so this chapter, mm-hmm. I start out, my note says a vibe. Yes. We are. We're having a good time. Oh, Mr. yes. I literally was reading this and I was like, oh, to party with Rude Dannon. Like, <laughs> that's the dream. Oh, my gosh. College me. Oh, my gosh. If the, if an actual frat party was like this mm-hmm. and there was a Rude Dannon there, I would be ruined. Done. Like, oh, my gosh. This is my dream. Can anyway. we call him Ruined Dannon? <laughs> oh. That's good. That is good. Yes. I'm ruined. Ruined. <laughs> you've been ruined um okay so knew three things with absolute certainty he had smoked so much mirth root that he couldn't feel his face which was a damn shame because there was a female currently sitting on it what what a visual like what a visual (laughs) um he downed an obscene amount of whiskey because he had no idea what the female's name was or how they got into his room, or how he'd wound up with his tongue between her legs. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he really fucking loved his life, at least <laughs> right now. It's a vibe. It's such a vibe. <laughs> like anytime <laughs> I like get into Rune's mind, like yep. it makes me think of like Andy's playlist that she made for Rune. Such a good playlist. Little plug if you haven't heard it, like yes. it's in our link tree. Yes. It is this vibe. It's yep. like smoking a joint like yep raging rock music it yep. is it is rune dannon to rune a t dannon i love it i love it um so he he's going to town with this uh deer shifter mm-hmm. and um he apparently can't help but think about how he's betrothed yes he's like am i crossing a line he's like i think i am i think i am but like but... i didn't agree to this yeah and nothing's official <laughs> so and it's like, I haven't talked to Hypaxia, like, since the summit, basically. So, like, is it okay? Sure. Is it okay? Why not? Anywho. But he is rudely interrupted by Flynn. Flynn literally just, like, walks in and doesn't even, like, flinch at the Not fact face. that there's, like, you know, a female on top of Rune's face. Classic frat boat move. Such frat back. Um, and he just tells Rune to get downstairs and bring the star sword. I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? Like, what? I You need a very good excuse to interrupt that. Yes. So, um, again, kudos to SJM writing. Next paragraph starts. Rune's raging hard on had vanished, thankfully, by the time he made it to the top of the stairs. <laughs> I'm just dying at this, like, these little comments. Yes. Um, But so he gets to kind of like their foyer and there's this, like smoky portally type thing that's very reminiscent of the portals to hell right earlier in the year mm-hmm. and he's like oh shit and yeah. so it's like he's getting into battle position there's tristan there's declan there's mm-hmm. bryce there's hunt and they're like right we're about whatever comes out of this portal like we're ready it's go time yeah it's just it's crazy because it's like you know declan had built this whole new like perimeter system to detect the magic that like they couldn't detect before so it's like yep. his sensors are going off so you're like holy crap like this is okay the book started out so happy clearly that was not gonna last if we've already no. got a portal from hell opening again and i was like how are they already back like my brain yeah. was just like spiraling as i'm reading this and i'm also yeah. like rune was so mirth mirth rooted out of his mind and like drunk <laughs> i'm like how is he functioning right now it's Faye like man Faye man crazy <laughs> um but it's not a portal from hell. No, it is a familiar golden-haired fae male. Walking out of, like, shadows, basically. Like, similar yes. to what rune shadows are. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, interesting. Who are you? And rune thinks, like, his night was about to take a turn for the worse. Okay. So I think he knows who the person is. Yes. But why? Why? Who is it? Chapter four, mm-hmm. uh, Cormac, who is our mysterious man, mm-hmm. uh, says hello to his bride. The party abruptly ends and Bryce finds Ethan in her home. What the heck is happening in this, this chapter? chapter? <laughs> like, I'm like, is Bryce engaged to Cormac? Like, really? How is this possible? And right. also, I was literally freaking out at the end of this chapter thinking her parents had died oh i was like God. why like sjm why are you replaying all of these horrific moments trauma the portal from hell her like the door being open with blood like what what, what a night you're trying to stir up all this emotion because <laughs> i made it through cc1 traumatized yeah. don't like, no, do it safe. to me we're don't safe. do it to me again <laughs> that's too funny 
Um, okay, so this male, mm-hmm. a couple more descriptions. Um, tan. And it says, he might have been ruggedly good looking were it not for the complete lack of feeling there. His light brown eyes were dead, humorless. His thin white sweater over black jeans and combat boots told Bryce he'd come from somewhere colder. Who is this guy? The dead eyes mm-hmm. is like. Not a good sign. Always like a red flag to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has an accent. Yes. <laughs> Pointing it out. Yep. <laughs> um, and so Ruth's just kind of like, you are not welcome here. Yeah. You were not invited. Mm-hmm. And he claims that he was. Yes. By mm. who? I don't know. Um, but everybody's like putting up these like protective stances because it seems like Rune's the only one who really knows who he is right now. Yeah. Um, but everybody like nobody wants to mess with this guy, like whoever he is. They're all mm. kind of like very standoffish to him. Yes. And so Rune says like what are you doing here Cormac so we get the name mm-hmm. and I, it's so funny Cormac goes up to her brother it says he sniffed once then chuckled you smell like cunt and then it says <laughs> Bryce nearly gagged at the thought what these the interactions are so I'm just dying I'm not trying to call out all of these little one-liners but, but they're like, so funny I was just laughing out loud so much <laughs> with this yeah anyway so, again, he's like, I was invited. And R- Flynn says, not to this fucking house. And Cormac goes, you call us a house? I hadn't realized your standards had dropped so low, Lord Hawthorne. And then Declan says, fuck off, Cormac. So, like, Frat Pack knows who he is. Yes. They do not all seem to. There's no, like. No love. No love. Yeah. <laughs> amongst all of them. Um, And Bryce is kind of like, who is this guy? Right. And he says, I'm your cousin. And she goes, I don't have any fake cousins. And he goes, that light says otherwise. I might be Rune's cousin directly through his mother's kin, but your father, King Einar, who is the Autumn King, is Fey, and his line once crossed with ours. So there's some cousiny, like distant cousiny thing right. there, which is good ish, because he goes, I'm here to meet my bride, as he looks at Bryce. You're like, um, what? 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 Uh, no, no. Hunt. Hunt. I'm all for hunt right now. Yeah, like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> also, your dead eyes tell me no thing. Also, you're my cousin. Like. I, again, they make it. I know. It's distant. It's still, distant. Very weird. Weird. How How is he here? Also, we just learned the Autumn King's name. Like, I know yeah. we had been freaking out the whole first book. Like, what's his name? What's his name? We, we know it. it. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> now we know. Yeah. Um, But Bryce's reaction, she just tips her head back and laughs yes which such is such a bryce move so funny because it's the total opposite of hunt hunt just like he literally like his brain just like shuts down he like can't think yeah he's like what what but bryce is just like cracking up and i'm like cormac says it's no joke it's been decreed by her sire the autumn king and mine the high king of the avalon fey i'm like decreed decreed like, it sounds official that's very official sounding yeah which like you think you'd say that Here's the thing. She wouldn't agree to it. No. But you'd think she'd have heard some yeah. inkling Be like, of this. Hey, daughter, this is what's happening. Right. Like, I feel like she would have at least been told. Right. And she'd be fighting it. But she would know. She'd have an idea of what the hell's happening. It's crazy. And she yeah. says, she says, last I checked, I wasn't on the market. And then Cormac says, you're an unwed fae female. That means you belong to your male kin until they decide to pass you to another. The decision has been made. And I'm just like, is this because of mm-hmm. Rune claiming her back in CC1 when she was like trying to like give herself to Sandriel? I'm like, is she now at the mercy basically of the Autumn King in ways she wasn't before? I don't know. I don't the know. The fact that it's like she's been claimed. It like I feel like she was never claimed before. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so they're going back and forth, and I love this. So Cormac interrupts her and she goes, I get that you want to play Bloody Prince, but don't ever fucking interrupt me again. And I was like, Yeah. I love it. Men interrupting women, one of my biggest pet peeves. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let her speak. Then you speak. It's mm-hmm. not that hard. So go Bryce. Yes. Um, but he's kind of um he, he made a couple comments about how like, you know, that sword sings for my bride to referencing the star sword, which mm-hmm. is runes. And I love 
like this like background commentary so he makes that comment and then bryce is like my brother told you to leave his house you don't want me to have to ask you she's like shining that light a little bit of like i'll blind you bitch Mm -hmm. um and she's very much taking the lead and she's being a protector right here yeah and it says hunt didn't know why rune's apparent satisfaction surprised him he'd expected wounded male pride perhaps at bryce showing him up in his own house yet pride did shine from rune's face for bryce like the prince had been waiting for his sister to step into her power for a while now and was honored to have her at his side oh my god i love it i love rune i love rune like i've we've said this since the beginning i love him Rune's the best brother ever. We freaking love Rune. Best brother ever. When you get this, like, yes. Done. Cherry on top. That's it. I just, that just made me so happy to read. I know. So anyway, so Cormac leaves. Mm-hmm. He says, I wanted to confirm that she has the gift. Thank you for demonstrating. Mm-hmm. I'll see you at the altar. And you're like, okay. Yeah, that was, buddy. it's just like such a bizarre interaction. You're like, did that just happen? Like, was it real? Yeah. You're like, okay. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that put a real damper on the party. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Everybody starts to leave. Um, but not before Fury has threatened every single person. They're like, she's like, you will not post a single thing about what happened anywhere on social. Yeah. Um, which is just so funny to me because social media is a thing there. Like, yeah, it's just so relatable. You're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of learned that Cormac is the one that almost killed Rune during his ordeal. Yeah. Um, and he's super pissed about not getting the star sword back then. So like, I feel like that's, maybe part of the reason why he wants Bryce as his bride yeah or... it's like a weird sideways thing to like technically get the sword because obviously they see women as property right so it's like if Bryce is his then the star sword is his is his mm-hmm. something like that I don't know um but I love Hunt in this moment um Bryce makes a comment that you know she'll take the star sword on weekends and holidays and <laughs> and he says and it'll get two winter solstices so double the presents and I just just like the way that they feed off of each other. Yes. It says Bryce is thinking like he got her, her humor, her fears, her hedging, whatever it was, Athelar got her. And I just, I, it's so true. Like the, the way that they play off each other is so funny. It's sweet. Um, let's see. Okay. So everyone's kind of like in a get to work mode a little bit where mm-hmm. they're like, you know, we'll see if like legally mm-hmm. there's a way out of this mark that, was it Declan's, Declan's boyfriend? boyfriend yeah. Declan's yeah. boyfriend, um, who's a lawyer, mm-hmm. right? Is like, you know, I'll get my team on the case. They're trying to see if like there's a loophole for right. her. But Bryce is just kind of like, what is the end game here? Like, what is the Autumn King planning? I was shocked at her reaction. Like yeah. everybody else losing it. Yeah. They're freaking out. They're like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. We yeah. need to figure out a way out of this. Bryce is like, not at all. Like no. not even showing the slightest bit of concern she's like no this this can't just be that i'm getting yeah. married like there is autumn game is yeah he is not a short-term thinker he is no. like long-term end game what's the plan she's like how can i figure out what his plan is and then figure yep. out ways to get ahead of him yeah so strategic so interesting that she's like thinking she this way i think she is the more we like read about her again yeah. i'm like mm, i think she is to think like this yeah is ravenclaw for yeah. sure yeah but she is, in some ways, being nervous. She's like, I got to get my parents out of town. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she, like, doesn't trust what Ember will do. I know. And part of me is like, I think it's fine. I think you're overreacting a little bit. Yes. But mm-hmm. She wants to get them out before the news breaks. Yes. Um. So I, I do think it's funny as they're, as they're kind of, like, going back and forth, being like, what is the Autumn King's endgame? Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce, at one point, says um, how, you know, the Autumn King wants to get um hunt out of the picture because quote he knows we're a team and then it says a team hunt said slowly as if out of everything she'd laid out that was what he chose to dwell on (laughs) you know what i mean bryce said i'm not sure i do had his voice dropped lower i'm dying too i'm like you just need there's so much tension you just need to bang it out stop it and she's like we're roomies occasional beer pong champions they're just so funny they're so good okay Um, so they head back home yes and they go back to the apartment and the door is slightly ajar Mm. and they can smell blood Mm. and bryce obviously instantly is triggered all the way back like is this 
like what happened before like is there a crystal yep. demon is somebody else said what is happening i mean we're 70 pages into this book that was about when the shit went I down <laughs> cc1 so like um but it is not nothing has happened to her parents inside they find ethan hallstrom bleeding all over what what the heck is ethan doing in her so, apartment bleeding so random it was so random i was completely taken aback yeah but yeah that's how that chapter ends chapter five um therian is on a mission from the river queen to retrieve a body the only thing about multiple povs yeah is i want to know what the frick is going on with ethan i'm like i don't care about <laughs> therian what's going on with him i want to know about ethan yeah but it's fine it's fine i felt so this shouldn't be a spoiler but in era fire yeah which is one of the books in throne of glass that was when sarah j mass in that series first started doing split povs mm-hmm. and whenever there, there were certain characters yes. that i was always just like yeah i don't care <laughs> and i feel like that's just inevitable yeah whenever you have a split pov it is but i also find mm-hmm. that those characters tend to be the most important they do to the series yeah because in um game of thrones which is another culprit of that mm-hmm. whenever there was a brand chapter yeah i was like i don't care about you brand no but he's gonna be super important I'm not gonna go down that line but he's not he shouldn't have been the king but like whatever it's fine i don't think he's gonna be the king but when george r, r. martin does it correctly he shouldn't be the king but i do think he's gonna be important interesting but that's that's a whole other tangent that's a whole other tangent but i feel like moral of the story yes is the people that i always tend to care about the least mm-hmm. when we do the multiple povs always tend to be the most important in the end and i'm like yes. god dang it i didn't pay attention as well to your chapters because i just wanted to finish them yes <laughs> anyhow uh anyways so this chapter yes sophie is alive like Maybe? what what also, Sophie came, like, we had another reference to Sophie. Right. I didn't know if, like, that prologue, it would be, like, done. Right. I didn't know, like, how that would tie in. Yes. Clearly, we're tying it in now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, the question is, did she save herself or did somebody else save her? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, so, we start off this chapter with yes. Therian. He is being punished by the River Queen because, basically, he gets way too much female attention and he likes it and seeks it out, <laughs> which I was cracking up because it says like he literally scrolls through photos of himself and reads the comments, which like I die. I'm like, this is such like a what is it? Himbo? Apple? Himbo? Himbo. Himbo. I was like, this is a himbo. But it says like his favorite comment was so hot. It's a miracle. He doesn't turn the Eastros to steam. I love it. So funny. The fact that he, like, reads comments about himself kills me. He's so funny. Um, But apparently, you know who else it kills? The River Queen's daughter, but not in a fun way. No. So apparently, young Therian decides to take her maidenhead and swear Mm. himself to her. And she has not let it go. No, it's been like 10 years. And it's like the River Queen doesn't know what to do with him. She can't like punish him because her daughter's interested in him. And it's just like this weird situation. (laughs) But she's upset. So she like needs to punish him. Right. (laughs) So. so And he's like a prince in training, technically. Technically. And he's like the chief like spy master. Yeah. It's a very odd setup. Poor guy. Poor guy. I mean, not poor. He's an idiot. He slept with the river queen's daughter well but now he's like celibate like he hasn't been able to like i he, know he keeps it in his pants or fins as yes. one would say mm-hmm. and so he like he doesn't fool around so like kudos to him i guess <laughs> gotta be careful dude yeah but so basically his punishment he's out in this like small fishing boat like super north so it's like mm-hmm. freezing heavy like winds and everything and they're like navigating this like submarine like unmanned submarine thing mm-hmm. um trying to like they're slipping past like navy radar systems yep. and they're looking for sophie's body because it's like they don't what? say like sophie specifically at first it's like they're looking for like the like lead blocks that like the yeah. hydra and i was like <gasps> what, is this? what it's tying in <laughs> um crazy so they're they're like somehow the river queen like got word of her and knew where she was like the river 
Yeah, the waters speak. The waters speak. Mm-hmm. Which I guess, sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she like knew where she was and she wanted to get this body. And it's like, why mm-hmm. do you care about a rebel? Interesting. Well, I think it's the power because like at the end of the chapter. Is she's, it? Or I don't know. I, that's my theory is because she's like interested in a meal. Yeah. She's like, well, even if we can't find Sophie, like Sophie will go after her brother. And if we can find her brother, he's supposed to have more power than her. So like that's an asset. Yeah. So it's like clearly like power is important. Yes. But also I'm like, why? We just finished a war. Why aren't we just like yeah. living in peace? <laughs> but also I'm like, well, which side are you on, River Queen? Good question. Are you on the side of the rebels? Or mm. Are you on the side of the Asteri? That's a good question. Because she's also being like secretive about looking for this body. Right. Interesting. So... But so anyway, so they after like hours of searching on the like seafloor, mm-hmm. which it made me so sad because we get a reference to, um, oh, what's her name? Victoria. The oh. wraith, because it's like, you know, he's like down in the water and it's freezing and like terrible and dark. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my gosh, like the poor wraith. She's like, you know, like 15, like 100 meters, like further down than I am. And it's just like black and nothing. And she's yeah. stuck there forever. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, yeah. it's terrible. I was wondering, I was like, is anyone going to get her? I don't know, because Mike is gone. I don't know. I felt really bad, though. It made me feel real bad for her. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so he he's searching the floor for, like, hours, the seafloor, and he finds, like, it sticks out because he sees square blocks. And yep. it's, like, everything else is, you know, rounded and curved. And yep. it's, like, to see square blocks would really stick out. And he sees, like, these chains, like, mm-hmm. attached to them. But the one guard or like the one guy that's with him thinks that like the chains exploded from the pressure being so low but like therian notices no no these have been unlocked yeah like well because they're so deep right they're saying like the bodies will explode yeah from like the pressure which Mm -hmm. is insane yeah like i know that's a thing but i'm also just like ew yeah ah (laughs) don't mess with the ocean man don't mess with dude I love the ocean. But I'm terrified. Terrified. It is a healthy fear. If you are not terrified of the ocean, like, mm-hmm. do you have like a... <laughs> no de- fear? <laughs> no. Like, I don't I don't understand it. I don't know. It's so scary to me. Yeah. I love it, but I'm terrified at the same time. Terrified. Mm-hmm. So this just adds another... <laughs> yes. Just one more thing. Because, again, this is technically a fantasy book, but it's also very real mm-hmm. <laughs> in a lot of ways. Right. But so the question is, did Sophie, like, if they're unlocked, like, he realizes they're unlocked. So it's yeah. like, did she unlock it herself as she was, like, going down? Yeah. Is did she somebody, alive? Did somebody unlock it for her? Is yeah. she alive? Did she make it out? Like, all the yeah. questions. Did she, did she drown but get unlocked and did they, like, recover the body at least? Like. No clue. No clue. But he's going to start searching for a meal mm-hmm. and see if anything comes up with Sophie and just go from there. So yeah. Therian is on a mission. Yeah. chapter six all right last chapter Mm -hmm. uh bryce patches ethan up and finds out how he ended up on her doorstep i can't believe ethan got kicked out of the pack for defending bryce that's so sad to me it's so sweet but it's so sad yeah oh especially after like she's the one that saved the whole freaking city i just everyone saw it that's my thing like yeah I feel like it would have been replayed on the news a bazillion times after yeah. the fact. Because they had cameras well, that captured everything. Yeah, but do you think the Asteri showed that shit? Well, not like all of it, but I could see them like showing, you know, people fighting like... I don't know. Before like all the gates, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like some of it would have been shown. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, I feel like everybody, because Bryce talks about how everybody was looking at her. Everybody saw the Starborn yeah. thing because it's like it went through the gates. Like it yeah. had to have been heard. Yeah. So it's like weird to me that like Sabine would be bashing her and the pack would be bashing her and that it would be like accredited. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just find it odd Yeah. that it matters so far after the fact. Well, also I'm like still. It's so Sabine, petty. So petty. Still. Yeah. Get, get after over all it. of that. I know. Still. Yeah, I know. I thought it's, we moved past it's, it. It's disappointing to me. It's very disappointing. I thought there was like a weird moment yeah. that when Danica like gave up her last yeah. kernel, like I thought we all kind of got together. We on had that. a moment. Yeah. Apparently, Apparently it didn't stick. N- nope. 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 Oh, okay. So, um, do, 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 do. so uh, they're back at the apartment, mm-hmm. and something that made me laugh. So Ethan is like beaten yes. to tar. 
and he's now awake and talking but she goes she hoped he hadn't heard her and hunt bickering over where to put his barely conscious form a moment ago hunt had wanted to send ethan on the couch and bryce hadn't been able to stop herself from shrieking about ruining the white cushions so the coffee table it was (laughs) i'm just dying i was cracking up the fact that she's so worried about the couch cushions being stained. here's the thing white cushions they have magic spells like literally they got (laughs) hunt's blood and that's true man juice like out of there like or her lady juice whatever don't call it that (laughs) i was trying to be appropriate for media i'm dying (laughs) anyway anywho anywho you could spell that stuff up but whatever i just it felt relatable it uh, i get it i get it all right Uh, so, but yes, so the pack basically beat up Ethan because he went against Sabine by telling a reporter what actually happened last spring and defending Bryce and calling her like the lone wolf, which the prime did also. Yes. Um, But Sabine got pissed off and the pack was too, because you're not supposed to talk bad about another wolf, which like I get, but like whatever. Well, but I love, um, she, uh, Ethan says the prime called you a wolf. That's good enough for me. And so he like, was like sabine shouldn't talk shit about you right and she is so it's like you know is it if she's doing it i'm doing it yeah Um, i just it was it was sweet but it it sucks i know because they beat him up and kicked him out of the pack which i'm just like what does a what does somebody do if they're kicked out of a pack you know um sad yeah but it like i didn't realize how close of a relationship bryce and ethan had before all this like she literally says that he was her second best friend like, yeah. it was, like, Danica, then Ethan, and then Juniper and Fury. Yeah. I was, like, what? I didn't realize that either. Well, they don't make it that apparent in the first book. No. Like, I feel like it is. Well, I mean, they're fighting through most of the first book. Right. But with that context, it might make a little bit more sense of why he was so pissed. Right. About her blowing him off. Right. Because it wasn't just, like, oh, I knew you and you were friends mm-hmm. with the people in my pack and my brother liked you. It's yeah. like, no, we were best friend like always sending texts and like laughing and goofing off and i'm just like i did not realize it was that close of a bond so like maybe i see a little bit more why his anger was like so high Mm -hmm. because he was probably really hurt yeah so um anywho so they kind of patch him up and they're like you're going nowhere tonight Mm -hmm. um he's kind of like i don't really want to stay here i'll stay one night Mm -hmm. and i'm like Hmm, will you? But I loved this next part. <laughs> Bryce, she's like, okay, right, beds. And Ethan says, I'm good on the couch. She says, oh no, you're in my room. I won't have you bleeding all over my white couch. And then Hunt says, I'll sleep on the couch. Holstrom, you can have my room. Bryce is like, nope, it's fine. My bed is big. And Hunt says, then you sleep on the couch and give Holstrom the bed. And she's like, <laughs> with my back problems, I'm tired and I don't want to argue. Conversation over. And I'm just like, what what just happened here <laughs> i'm like why does bryce put ethan in her room this is so, like musical chairs it was for sleeping situation but honey is like trying to figure out every arrangement possible <laughs> to like not have ethan and bryce in the same bed together and i'm dying it's so and then it says ethan cracked open an eye and i'm just imagining him laying there being like eh? okay oh my gosh um and hunt's trying to play it cool he goes it was fine totally fucking fine that ethan holstrom was sharing bryce's bed totally fucking fine he goes his bed his blood roared even if he hadn't been near it in months his bed his bryce who had emerged from the bathroom in her in her sleep shorts and a faded threadbare t-shirt that did nothing to hide the shadow of her nipples behind the purple fabric thankfully holstrom's eyes were too swollen for hunt to notice that the male looked not that it really mattered he trusted bryce knew precisely what and who she wanted but it didn't matter that holstrom had come to bryce's defense during the attack or in some stupid article he'd been nasty as fuck to her in the two years before that and had let amelie run rampant tormenting bryce over the death of his brother and fine trust aside maybe he was slightly on edge holstrom was good looking when he wasn't beaten to hell and back he'd been the star sunball player at cc so he's just like he's, he's raging in his head he is like raging with jealousy right now and i loved every second of this conversation in his head the male hadn't played the sport for two years but he was still built (laughs) and he's like for fuck's sake having holstrom here bothered him more than that asshole cormac claiming he'd married quinlan (laughs) 
I loved that whole mental rant. Oh it was amazing. Gosh. It just cracks me up. Mm-hmm. And Hunt, you know, he does his mental rage and then he's like, okay, now I got to look up the article. <laughs> so like he Which does. like, I got to know what know. happened. Um, Which it does. Like it, he totally defended Bryce in the article. Yeah. So like, that's amazing. Well, again, Sabine why mm-hmm. she says bryce quinlan is nothing but a spoiled party girl who was conveniently in the right place during the attack my wolf saved innocence she's a pathetic fame chaser why so unnecessary i don't get it i don't understand it at all it makes no sense no <sighs> sense at all it's ridiculous but we do now we're like in bryce's point of view and we find out why she wanted ethan in her room and it's yes. basically she's just like so scared to lose another holstrom which like oh, sob. it's like she's just worried that like amelie and sabine might change their minds and like come after him so she yep. just wants to like him to be where she can see him yeah she's like oh i love it it's sweet i know um and he winds up telling her that danica showed him the apartment and had like gotten him keyed into the locks which is how he got in i was like yeah i honestly didn't even think about it i forgot how like well spelled yeah. her apartment was and i was like, like oh wait how did he show up here yeah <laughs> i'm like oh like he was gonna be in on the surprise to, like show bryce yeah it's just that you know um so they get talking a little bit and they kind of talk a little bit about what happened mm-hmm. Uh, with Danica and how Connor was there and Ethan says he loved you more than anyone and she goes he loved you more than anyone and Ethan says he thought you were his mate Mm -hmm. so we get a little bit about mates in this world yes so there's a wolf sense of the word which is um kind of like for shifters it's like one true lover predestined by Erd so very Akatar like yeah um Apparently, the Fae have a similar concept. A mate bond was a bond deeper than marriage and beyond an individual's control. Uh, the angels use the term more lightly. Uh, for Malachim, it was akin to marriage, and matings could be arranged, like breeding animals in a zoo, which is like a gross picture, but mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, if Connor thought Bryce was his mate, that's mm-hmm. like a really, really big deal. And if that's right. the kind of thing he was saying to Ethan, mm-hmm. again... Was everyone a little dramatic? Yes. But that feeling of betrayal feels more so justified. I'm I'm understanding their perspective a little bit more, whether Mm -hmm. or not I agree with it. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. And then Ethan kind of asked like if she loved him, which Mm -hmm. she says that like he knows that she did. Yeah. And I felt like it was very apparent and obvious. Yeah. Um, And then she, he kind of says it really, I was surprised by what he said. He said, we waste so much time. Maybe it's our curse as immortals to see time as a luxury and never ending ocean. I wasted a lot of it. I'm just like, that's a really odd thing to say. Yeah. I'm like, what, what did you waste time on? He lost so many people for sure. At such a young age. So like, but I feel like all of his time in CCU was like spent with Connor and the pack. And it's like, well, he, it was playing sunball. And so I wonder, right. Cause this next part is like, why did you quit Sunball? And he goes, because it's a stupid game. And so I wonder if like. He just holds resentment towards the game because he didn't get time with Connor. Because maybe of it. it's like, maybe that's part of it. He's like, maybe. why did I spend so much? Because I mean, you know how sports can be, especially oh, yeah. at like a coll- collegiate mm-hmm. level. Like it's all consuming. So for I sure. wonder if like that's a source of regret for him. Yeah. It's like, but it's like the, he was so passionate about playing too. It's I like know. you can't be like mad at yourself, but he definitely is. Be, but but. I, I feel like there has to be something else. The fact that he's yeah. so resistant to like tell people why he quit. Yeah. I feel like there's got to be something deeper. Well, I, I don't know if I think there's something deeper in when he's like thinking about like wasted time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's sunball. Like I, I think for me, it's one more thing of like, I could have been spending time with yeah. my loved ones mm-hmm. instead of this stupid sport. Yeah. But I do think there there is something else behind there because that we waste so much time can't just be about. No. Sunball. Sport. No. So I don't know. I don't know. But they go to sleep. Yeah. And that's the end. Ah, ah. Okay. Next week, we're going to do chapters seven through 11. Yay. Yay. Um, okay. So reminders. Mm-hmm. Interview is Thursday. Yes. Q&A is this weekend. Mm-hmm. Giveaway is next week. And keep your eyes on the Etsy store for a fun little mini launch. Yes. Yay. And we'll talk next week. <laughs>
Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at, at @fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.